0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Walters Wanderings Travel Podcast. My name is Scott Walters and I will be here talking to you today about something a little different and that's going to be river cruises. So I'm going to want to talk to you about that. But first let's talk about the main difference between river cruises and uh, ocean cruises. Mostly ocean cruises are on bigger ships. Ships that can have as many as 6,000 passengers and almost the same number of crew but you'll never see most of them now when you're on a river cruise ship the first big difference is obviously the size of the ship river cruise ships will only be about 500 passengers if that many of the river cruise ships that uh, i have booked clients on have been around 300 passengers which offers a very intimate experience obviously if you're on a passenger ship with 300 passengers and it's full capacity versus a ship with 6,000 passengers. It's very easy to see the differences without needing to see the differences. But it doesn't mean that you're not going to be uh, have any less of a ex- great experience. Because um, the ratio of crew to people on board passengers is about the same on a river cruise ship as it is on a regular ocean-going vessel. So with that... Um, you'll actually become more familiar with many of the crew members because they have less people to keep track of and you have the same number of people to keep track of. So it works out great. Now, there will be some lessening of amenities on board a cruise ship of the river cruise variety. Um, You might have only a very small pool if you have a pool at all. You might only have a few machines in a gym, uh, which would probably be a very smallish room, versus some facilities on ocean-going cruise ships are really um, likening to a regular gym setup that you might find on dry land. You might have only one seating for dinner um, in the dining room, uh, or two seatings, um, but uh, and no, no, none of this my-time kind of dining where you can pick and choose the time to go. And you're not going to have uh, entertainment uh, with a cast of thousands. Um, you'll have a uh, Maybe three uh, instrumentalists and in this trio of singers, or similarly. But I will say the entertainment on river cruise ships can be much more focused um, on your destination. Um, you'll get, uh, ch- chances are, you'll get uh, much more authentic and uh, culturally uh, wonderful experiences with entertainment on a river cruise ship. In Europe, you'll probably get some opera and some classical music and some other things like that and even some pop music uh, from the area. Um, if you take a river cruise uh, on the Mississippi, chances are you'll hear more jazz and more things like that, more Dixieland, stuff like that. So again, you're not going to get gypped when it comes to food, because the food is still great. They still have top quality food. Sometimes the food actually is better because they're only making for three to 400 people versus making for 6,000. Think about that for a second. And then... Uh, you'll be able to go ahead and have a really good uh, customer-related experience. Now, where do river cruises cruise? That's a great question. In the United States, river cruises cruise um, from the Ohio down to the Mississippi. You can start as far north and east as Pittsburgh and go all the way down to New Orleans. You can actually go up the Mississippi all the way to Minneapolis on some itineraries. Um, there's many different options there. As well, in the United States, you can cruise on the Hudson River in New York. Um, And it's not river cruising, but you can actually cruise the Great Lakes. Um, They're lakes, but it's still like river cruising because the ships are smaller and river cruise size. And out west, you can do the Snake River and the Columbia River out west, and uh, you can be in the Pacific Northwest region of our country and see that. Now, when you go to Europe, the main rivers that you would uh, go ahead and uh, cruise on would be the Rhine, the Rhone, the Danube, and the Loire. Um, You can go from Amsterdam to Belgrade. You can suffer with wine tastings all the time in France through the Bordeaux and the the Loire Loire region. Um, You can see historical sites um, in Germany and Austria, and you can do all kinds of things um, in Europe. On different various river cruises and in Asia you can have uh, routings in Vietnam Laos Cambodia in India and Bangladesh Um, these are a lot more unspoiled areas and a lot more under touristed so if you want something just a little bit more exotic um, an Asian river cruise would be up your alley now once on board um, like an ocean cruise you only need to unpack once Your cabin on board will be of a similar size and will have similar amenities as an ocean cabin does. But with only 5 or 6 decks maximum, a river cruise ship is much easier to navigate than a regular ocean-going vessel. The ship generally cruises at night and they dock in the morning. Now what happens is this. In the morning you eat breakfast on board. Then many cruise ships, not all, but many cruise ships actually include an excursion into the town you're going to. So you'll have a few hours of an excursion, either you'll learn about the history and culture or you'll go to some specific place nearby. Um, And then you'll get back to the ship. Sometimes you'll get back around lunchtime or for a late lunch. Um, Otherwise you can explore the town and have a lunch in town. Then you'll have your all aboard time, usually around 4 or 5 in the afternoon, and then you'll go on your way. Um so generally when you're on a river cruise ship you'll be eating breakfast on board you're eating dinner on board and lunch is going to be um either on board or not on board depending on how that plays out Now the only kind of detriment negative I can think about when it comes to river cruising are water levels Sometimes the water levels are too high and sometimes the water levels are too low now, I have known instances, and I've uh, I've not experienced it personally, but I know others have, where cruisers have had to change ships mid-cruise um, and change itineraries and have taken buses instead of taking the ship. It's not frequently, but it does happen. Now, these are the kind of cruises, and this is the type of vacation I recommend to several types of people. Empty nesters love these kind of cruises. So if you don't have children around, because most all of these river cruises are adults only, so if you don't have children around, it's wonderful. Um, and again, if you're an empty nester, you know, you don't. it's a little slower pace than maybe an ocean cruise, and you don't have to worry about being seasick, um, and you can have an immersive experience without having to pack and unpack. Because when you do a land tour to Europe, um, and I've done these, you know, it's two nights here, three nights there, two nights there, and you're unpacking and packing and unpacking and packing. And you know, that takes time and effort and energy. So a river cruise can nip some of that right in the bud. So I really, uh, enjoy the option of river cruising. I have several great river cruise travel partners that I can recommend. Um, often it depends on what kind of vibe you want, uh, what kind of budget you have and what kind of itinerary you want. And again, with all of that in mind, um, we can go ahead and make sure that you have the best river cruising experience possible. So again, I urge you to be in touch, to start wandering the great rivers of our world on a river cruise, or any other type of vacation you can just think about. If you can imagine it, I can whip it up and bring it to life. So again, this is Scott Walters with the Walters Wandering Travel Podcast. I thank you so much for listening to this edition. And I look forward to talking with you again about travel real soon.